Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hey there, welcome back. This will be for Hebrews chapter 3. I'll read the heading first. Christ is the apostle and high priest of our profession. Jesus, being the Son, is more than a servant. Now is the time of the day of our salvation. Alrighty, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. James E. Talmadge said, The word apostle is an anglicized form derived from the Greek apostolos, meaning literally one who is sent, and connoting an envoy or official messenger who speaks and acts by the authority of one superior to himself. In this sense, Paul afterward applied the title to Christ as one specially sent and commissioned of the Father. Orson Pratt said, The first officers placed in the kingdom of God are apostles. Paul informs us that Jesus himself was an apostle. Holding the office himself, he had the perfect right to confer the same calling upon others. Hence, he first chose them and then ordained them. After this, he sent them forth to preach. Verse 2, Who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house, for he was, account, he was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he had been, he hath builded the house. He that hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. The epistle to the Hebrews was probably written to Jewish Christians who were struggling with the issue of the law of Moses and its fulfillment in the gospel of Christ. This epistle is an extended essay on the superiority of Christ and the gospel of Moses and the institutions of the Mosaic law. The author emphasizes the superiority of Christ to angels and to Moses, his superiority as a high priest to the, to the Jewish high priests, the superiority of his Melchizedek priesthood to the priesthood of Aaron, and the supremacy of his sacrifice and covenant to those of the Mosaic law. That was by Stephen Robinson. Verse 4, For every house is builded by some man, but he that built, the ha- built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were, uh, were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Now Paul is saying that the Meridian saints are the Lord's house, among whom is Christ the Lord, who excels even Moses in glory and greatness. Moses was the servant in the house for his day and age, but Christ is the Son who made the house and whose it is. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 7, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of, of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you, uh, be any, take heed, brethren, lest any Boy, I can't get this one. Verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. 
But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have made part, been made part, for we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Camped in the hot water, waterless wilderness of southern Palestine, the Israelites challenged Moses, saying, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? This complaint might have been understandable and had, had these people never seen the hand of God in their lives. But this incident occurred after the miraculous Passover, after their passage through the Red Sea dry shod, and after the outpouring of manna and quail from heaven in response to the Israelites' faithlessness and exasperated, Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do unto this people? They may be almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered, Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah. In Psalms 95 provides the linguistic link that identifies this incident as the provocation. It says, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, and harden not your heart, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they that have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. The event at Meribah is the provocation mentioned throughout the Bible. In that incident, the Lord tested the faith of the children of Israel and their willingness to accept his love and grace. Grace is the Lord's divine enabling power given to humankind to help them with all the challenges of their lives. Grace ultimately empowers them to lay hold on heaven itself. But the Israelites' response to the Lord's abundant generosity illustrates a religious paradox. God offers his grace or his children grace, but the children will not seek it. God offers his children heaven, but the children will not enter in. That was by Catherine Thomas. Verse 16, For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with, with whom he was grieved forty years, was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to whom that believed not, believest not. Uh, that believe not. So we see that they could not enter into in because of unbelief. So he's saying there that those that tempted him, those that rejected uh, Moses and uh, entering into the promised land, uh, that they provoked him to cause that they be wandering in the wilderness for 40 years until all, the, all that generation died out. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.